So hey guys, welcome to the new episode of Digital Micropreneur. This is a podcast where we talk to micropreneurs, we talk to entrepreneurs about how they have created their business, what challenges they face, what are some of the learnings which all of you can talk to with them and understand that micropreneurship and entrepreneurship in a detailed detail insight. And today I have a very special guest, uh, Mr. Arjun. Arjun is the sixth generation of from a family of Vedyas and he has started his own business, a product business, which I'm sure a lot of you must have heard about. So Arjun, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Abhishek. Great, great. So how, how is it going, Arjun? How's the day? Uh, it's going uh, good, actually, Abhishek. Uh, so um, all of us are in lockdown and, and sort of trying to make the best of this time. Uh, I think for us as an essential service provider, lockdown looks slightly different from most other people hmm. because we are still functioning through this time period. Hmm. So our factory is running at 30% capacity to ensure that medicine is being produced for people. Um, our warehouse in Mumbai is also actually operational. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, given the scenario, it's very difficult for our team to be able to come to the office and help with dispatch. Right. Um, so usually our operations team would do the dispatch and sort of pack orders, label orders, move the goods from the tempo to the warehouse. Uh, but currently we were only able to restart with eight people four days ago. Okay. Uh, as things get uh, worse in Mumbai, we are now only four people going to the office as some people have gone into containment areas. But even with these four people and two of which is uh, me and our CEO, Trisha, who's also my wife, mm. we're still ensuring that we pack the orders, we unload the goods, uh, we move the goods from the tempo because at the end of the day, it's not about business. It's about providing your consumers the service at this difficult time. So I started this business with packing orders. Three years in, we may have grown from one order a day to 3,500 orders a day, but I'm still packing orders and I absolutely love it. Wow. Wow. So all those guys who are listening to this podcast, I think just by starting in the first conversation, Arjun has cleared that entrepreneurship is not something which is full of roses. You have to work hard and at the end of the day, you are there to serve people and no matter what, what happens, whether your employees are there or whether conditions are good or bad, you have to be on the center stage. So thank you, Arjun, for such a such an insightful uh, a conversation with the, uh, which we started the podcast. So uh, Arjun, why don't you tell uh, all our listeners about yourself, what you have done, what you're doing currently. And I usually ask all my guests to start this story from as back as they can go, maybe from school and put as much masala as well so that all of us can know the struggles which you guys face or the things which you have seen and all of us can also take learning from there. So I think for me, it's not very difficult because what I do today is deeply rooted in my family's legacy. So Vedya, my last name means Ayurvedic doctor. I come from a legacy of 150 years of Ayurveda in my family. My grandfather and great grandfather were Ayurvedic doctors. As a family, we have more than 100 proprietary Ayurvedic formulations passed down from generation to generation. My dada ran an extremely successful Ayurvedic clinic in Mumbai, which he inherited from his father. There were like 300 to 350 patients a day coming to that clinic. 12,000 people writing to him via post on a monthly basis. So probably one of India's most wow. successful Ayurvedic doctors. Hmm. When my father graduated from college, he didn't want to be a doctor. He believed in the power of brands. Uh, in the late 80s, consumer brands and FMCG was actually being built in India. Right. Um, or starting to be built. And so that time my dad wanted to build a consumer product brand out of what my dada had in his clinic. Doctors, unfortunately, don't see eye to eye with businessmen. My dada didn't understand why there was any need at all for marketing. Hmm. Doctors don't need to market themselves. He said 350 people come every single day to this clinic with zero marketing. So I'm not going to spend on marketing. So after a year of trying to figure things out, my dad eventually said, this is not for me. Uh, and he went his own way and started an extremely successful business in the jewelry and watch space, mm-hmm. which he's been running for the last 35 years called the Rose Group of Companies. Uh, but I grew up with Ayurveda myself. So at age two, I started suffering from juvenile bronchitis or very serious asthma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on pumps, nebulizers, steroids, all of that stuff, but nothing sort of seemed to get me better. And so um, my dada spent a lot of time on my Ayurvedic treatment for asthma. Mm-hmm. I was that kid who sort of could not have ice cream. Mm. Uh, I didn't have ice cream. I'd never tried Coca-Cola till I was 12 years old. Oh. Because of my asthma, I'd jack my throat. I'd have breathing issues, etc. Mm. Um, I was also stopped from playing cricket. I'm a big cricket fan. I used to play cricket 
um, I used to go for coaching in Bombay between the age of five to seven. Mm. At age seven, my dad stopped me from playing cricket because there was too much dust on the cricket field. Mm. So I was the only kid playing golf and squash. <laughs> but everyone was playing cricket because I I, I could not we could not play cricket at that time. Mm. Um, so twelve years of painstaking treatment and I was completely cured of asthma by age fourteen. Okay. And I could resume playing cricket at age fifteen and eventually became the captain of my school team. Mm. Uh, but that really made me a huge believer in Ayurveda and someone who, uh, through personal experience. Got even closer to the science, so I I was the one in our family who transcribed our family formulations from the scriptures onto the computer for my grandfather. Oh! In 2009, I went to the US to do my undergrad. Mm. Uh, I went to a place called Brown University, which is an hour from Boston, a place called Providence. Mm. Uh, in the US, I saw a move towards natural organic products. I saw whole foods. I saw customers really pay more. Right. Or for sort of products that are natural, using natural ingredients. I also saw something very interesting with yoga. I saw yoga being completely repackaged and rebranded into new age, appealing, accessible yoga mats, yoga pants, yoga gyms, yoga apparel, and this got me thinking. You know, this is traditional ancient Indian wisdom, hmm. and they have repackaged it to make it appealing and accessible to modern consumers. That's something really interesting. I came back to India in 2013, hmm. uh, and I worked in private equity in hmm. consumer sector focused private equity at a fund called L Capital Asia. Mm. Now called L Caritin. So this funded invested in iconic brands like Fab India, PVR, um, Batil. They're now investors in social. Right. Um, so spent a lot of time on the Indian consumer. So big change. We grew up in India, which was obsessed with imported products. So mm-hmm. Japanese electronic sharpener was my gift for my 11th birthday from a store that only sold imported products. Mm. Uh, that had changed. You know, Indians were. Proud of our heritage, happy to consume quintessentially Indian products. 2014, there was a change in government. Uh, a government which really believed in India came. A Ministry of Ayush was created, which is unprecedented actually, um, to have a ministry specifically for our industry. Patanjali right. also sort of wave happened, mm. um, and this made consumers who didn't really care about Ayurveda since independence of India really start wanting, craving, and wanting to sort of. Be a part of this Ayurvedic journey. Consume Ayurvedic products. Um, all these big FMCG companies, the HULs, the Colgates of the world, started looking at Ayurveda, which they never looked at before. Mm. Uh, in this time, my grandfather also unfortunately passed. So we had all these macro factors and a micro factor in my life. So my grandfather passing. So then I thought, you know, this is my calling. I've been cured of asthma. Um, I gave a promise to my grandfather at some point I'll do something with this. Mm. Let me make a brand. That makes Ayurveda appealing and accessible to modern consumers. That was the thought process or premise behind Dr. Vedya's. Mm. The brand stands for New Age Ayurveda or 21st Century Ayurveda. And so, in 2016, I quit my job at the private equity fund and I said I'm going to take on my family's Ayurveda legacy. Mm. So that's really the story behind what got us to Dr. Vedya's. Mm. Mm. That's a very interesting story, and I think uh, Arjun one. Uh, so we also do a lot of. Uh, Cultural understanding of consumers, and in fact, uh, three years back we got a project from Marico, which talked about is that how do we how do we create something because there is all obviously a wave of millennials who are moving towards organic products, and they all are moving back to our traditions. But the only thing is, what we need is we need to do a new style of packaging. And they also said that suddenly what has happened is that females who used to put Lots of oil in their head. They are not doing it anymore. So yeah. how do we create a complete different thing? And we created a campaign in which there are lots of funny things. So in fact, I posted a post yesterday on my uh, Instagram and Facebook in which I had put haldi ka dud, and I said uh, uh, haters might say this is haldi ka dud, but actually this is turmeric latte. So mm-hmm. if you see everywhere, it's it's the same thing which we have already been created, and Western world is also accepting it. It's only that. That we need to put it into, as 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 Shahrukh Khan also said in this movies that you have to put new package me cheese purani. I think that's what we need to do, and that's how people will also start accepting whether it is Ayurveda, whether it is yoga, and and I think that time has come now when we all understand the power of our ancient scriptures as well. Yeah, so I think we're also connecting at a very interesting time, right? If you think about it, hmm. uh, Prime Minister Modi has tweeted and put an Instagram post about how. Ayurvedic precautionary measures can be used um, to build your immunity 
mm. and eventually sort of tried to prevent covid 19 what is mm. he put on his instagram if you think about it right he mm. said have uh, chavan prash right have uh, xyz herbs which our grandparents have been consuming for a very mm. very long time mm. have haldi ka doodh mm. um, we as a culture uh, don't think that what our ancestors have given us is is cool right. or aspirational so what we are seeing is the west sort of rip it off take it from us and and make it cool right mm-hmm. there's yoga or whether it's turmeric latte mm-hmm. or whether it's uh, bakopa which is brahmi right now used for stress and focus and concentration this is all from us mm-hmm. ashwagandha uh, mm-hmm. being taken from us and repackaged so what we said at dr vedas was ayurveda sometimes has forgotten that we need to repackage for modern consumer ah, right, right very very uh, effective mm-hmm. we know it's effective because it's been with us for 5000 years mm. and we've used it for 5000 years just because the british came to india and told us allopathy is better doesn't mean allopathy is better there are certain places where ayurveda is actually extremely effective mm. um so what we said is look we understand we are effective we know we are effective but we also know that consumers don't understand ayurveda as much as our grandparents did right mm. so nobody knows or very few people know that amla is 65% of chavanprash or amla is a vitamin c boost so they don't know that brahmi is for brain function they don't know that uh, ashwagandha can be used for immunity haldi can be used for immunity we don't know these things right mm. so we said let's repackage ayurveda in a format that's appealing to modern consumers right uh, we also saw something very interesting with the digital revolution happening in india so we said let's combine ayurveda with digital mm. it is digital first ayurvedic products brand and create really exciting concepts so herbofit for example is mm. chavanprash in a capsule form Okay. Chavanprash is bitter, sticky, and inconvenient. Hmm. Even though Prime Minister Modi may be telling us to have it, hmm. uh, a large section of the population will say, "I will not start my day with that black, bitter, sticky paste." Right. If I give you a capsule form with the 21 actives of Chavanprash and hmm. give you the same immunity and energy boost, you may have it. Hmm. And similarly, for kids, we realize Chavanprash is being replaced by Horlicks and Bonvita, but it's Horlicks and Bonvita don't boost your immunity. Hmm. So we said, let's make a Chavanprash toffee for kids, and we launched Chakash oh, uh, 18 okay. months ago. So absolute. Yeah. a uh, revolutionary unique reinvisioning of chavanprash uh, and really really captured the imagination of consumers right uh, similarly you know a product that you've tried for example live it up mm. it's an ayurvedic liver protector but it has an action on a hangover so we repackaged a liver protector to act as a hangover shield in the short term and capture the imagination of the consumers right. look there are some people in ayurveda who've said that arjun how can you be selling a hangover product in ayurveda Right. the reality is look this is what the modern consumer wants yeah. you can yeah, use ayurvedic principles for this it 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 will really capture the imagination mm-hmm. well, i think it, this is also right is because you cannot command what market needs market will automatically find a way and you are if you are at the right time at the right place you can put your product in front of the consumer and then obviously so i mean i would say that live it up is is the first product in my journey with with dr vedyas now tomorrow i have more trust with dr vedya because then i can move to other products as well i think that's that's also a, a good strategy which you guys have started uh, obviously it, it happened to me organically but this is something which can happen to anybody who, who uses the same product absolutely and i think uh, that's the real um, sort of debate that we had when we started this brand right should mm-hmm. you be an umbrella brand right uh, and have multiple products or should you be a two three product brand so we started as a two three product brand right we started with bobofit and livedup and no other products okay then we soon we realized that look if i can be a part of a consumer's hangover i can also mm. be a part of his sexual wellness or weight yeah. management or sure. cough or cold or constipation mm. or acidity mm. and so once the consumer is bought into doctor where this is an ecosystem mm. and trust you now we have 52 products and launch two more products specifically to say look if consumers trust us they'll buy our hand sanitizer Right. The government also came out and said that Ayurvedic manufacturers should make hand sanitizers to sort of curb the shortage. So we've come up with a hand sanitizer called Herbo Cleanse. Oh. Come up with a solely immunity boosting product called Immuno Herb, which combines Amla, Giloy, and Neem. Hmm. So we're saying that look, we wanted to build ourselves as a go-to platform for right. consumers to want to learn about Ayurveda and New Age Ayurveda. That was the idea behind the brand. Hmm. And now, from illness like diabetes, arthritis, and asthma-related things. to more wellness stuff like immunity energy hangover cough cold hair skin we are present with you to be your ayurvedic go to platform we generate a lot of content so if you go on our blog you will see an entire section on covid 19 we've come up with more than 12 blogs 
on easy to do things or easy to understand things right like what food should you have everyone saying what food should you not have mm. you should not have junk food you should not have fried food you should try not to have canned food even if it's even though it's difficult you should stay away from alcohol and smoking because it really affects your immunity at this right. time what should you do if you have a senior citizen in your home mm. now we all have to go to shop for essentials what are the precautions you need to take when you go and shop for essentials mm. so these really important things we created whatsapp groups we have more than 75 whatsapp groups running and mm. 15000 people who've opted in to get content from us wow. every day in the evening between mm. 7:30 and 8:30 mm. we send you one ayurvedic tip now specifically okay. when everyone's in lockdown we send you lockdown tips right. what can you do at home home remedies things right. you can do to stay fit yoga asanas you should practice you know this is the idea can we engage with the consumer to trust us mm. and then if they so choose they can buy products from us free consultation right that's right. really important the government is talking a lot about telemedicine we started this the day we started our company mm. so my dada and my great grandfather believe nobody should be paying to consult us Okay. you can come for free if you wait in line i'll meet you okay hmm. you get the advice from me if you want to buy my product you can you can leave hmm. so i said this is our family's principle and philosophy let's move this online hmm. so today we get more than 4000 calls and more than 3000 whatsapps on a daily basis hmm. of people asking us questions some of them may convert some of them may not but in this time especially during this time when people can't go out to clinics where promoting people or encouraging people call us hmm even if it's just a question we're here to answer it for you we'll have doctors on the other line whether it's facebook instagram live chat whatsapp email or text message or call or video call mm. we will be there to answer your questions oh wow wow so this is service first and product second i think that's okay. that's that's what you guys have been working so uh, arjun so i mean obviously when you started your career and you quit your job and got into entrepreneurship So, what was the vibe around how people treated you when you started your own business? Uh, did you face any challenges? What were some of so because a lot of time it happens that people don't. But luckily, since you come from from a family, your father is a businessman, so a lot of time this acceptance is also there. But wh- what was your initial years like when you started your own business? No, so I think uh, I was twenty five years old when I started the business. Right, I'm twenty eight now. Hmm. I started a business from a doctor's legacy, okay, and tried to build something in the FMCG space. Hmm. My father is in the luxury space, so he doesn't have much background um, in, hmm. this in this category. Hmm. So it was basically completely new hmm. for me. Hmm. First challenge I faced was nobody took me seriously. Hmm. Hmm. I have no background, no knowledge, and I was twenty-five years old. Right. I would go into meetings and ensure I don't shave because otherwise people would ask me, "Where's your boss?" <laughs> right. Uh, so um, a lot of reality checks very quickly when you move from private equity to uh, running your own business you realize that you got a slap on your face right in private equity everybody wants to talk to you right. when you are running a business nobody wants to talk to you mm. when you are new and, and you are not known um, i think that was a real big learning for me that reality check to take failure every single day mm. fight it for me was exceptional learning very very um difficult to deal with Hmm. Especially someone who's uh, done well in school, done well in college, right. had a good first job, hmm. or to then just tell people, have people tell you everything you're doing is wrong, right? So, uh, one thing you notice as entrepreneurs is like people who've not been entrepreneurs but want to be entrepreneurs. It seems really exciting. Yeah. You, you read stories of all the successful guys, and you say, "I want to be the next Flipkart, and I want to be the next Apple, and I want to be the next Facebook." Hmm. You don't read about the hundred or two hundred Facebooks that failed, right? Mm. you only read about mark zuckerberg who made the real sort of successful facebook so uh you enter saying this is going to be the most exciting journey of my life i'm going to be doing thousands of orders very quickly you, you watch movies you hear podcasts you watch youtube videos uh, and you think it's going to be amazing mm. and then you realize like in the first week that it's not going to be amazing for a very long time mm. uh, and so really understanding what failure is how to accept failure uh, was very important the other thing is you have to develop that thick skin on that grit right so i said i want to build an ayurvedic products brand completely online right you laughed at me saying boss ye kabhi hua nahi hai like hmm. look at the top 15 brands in ayurveda hmm. and see if any of them have more than 10% of their sales online more than 5% of their sales online the answer okay. is probably none right right uh, because these brands have been built traditionally they are 50 60 70 30 40 year old brands some hmm. even 100 plus year old brands have been built traditionally using the offline distribution and 
and the thing is once you have a set offline distribution that online becomes a very different type of business mm. so uh, trying to build an online business uh, first two years of almost no success mm. like growing very slowly losing money uh, everyone around you start saying boss you're wasting your time this is a smart mm. guy family mm. business se aa raha hai family business join nahi kiya kya kar raha hai Mm. No, so I got a lot of that, right? Mm. Um, and at that time, you really need to one trust yourself, but also to have a uh, people around you who trust you as well, right? Your family, your friends, some people, right? and and you learn, uh, from your time as an entrepreneur that there are some people who literally not use your product, mm. who use your competitor's product. Now, for me, I use all my friends' products because I know how difficult it is to build a business. Yeah, yeah. People say, "Mujhe live it up, nahi chahiye. Main party smart use karne wala hu," right? And mm. I had people tell me that. Mm. I used to get really offended. Like, how can you do that? Mm. I mean, I'm telling you, my product is better. It's there. It's good. It's mm. mine. Use it. But no, my wedding for me, I won't keep it. I won't keep it. But what mm. you realize is there are people who support you. Yeah, yeah. You who, can't help it. <laughs> who are your family um, yeah. and your very close friends are also very close friends who may not support you. But on the other hand, you'll find some people who you don't know so well mm. who come and support you wholeheartedly, right? right. Right. And so I've made really close friends out of this because mm-hmm. if there is someone who doesn't know you well, you launch your product, he shares it on Instagram. He doesn't have to, but he does it just because he likes what you're doing or he just wants your support. Mm-hmm. So you see these dynamics, but overall, I think a huge sense of grit and resilience has to be built as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. There was one day where literally I hired someone for sales, mm-hmm. uh, and in a week of the job, he left. Mm-hmm. And he left because he told me what you're doing is completely wrong. It's a waste of time, and I'm not going to waste my career on this. I got home on Friday. Mm. I didn't leave my room till Monday morning. Mm. Mm. Now, in that situation, you are saying, "Am I doing something wrong?" Right. Now, looking back, I'm like, "I was an idiot to make that to really um, waste your two days." So much time and energy yeah. on that, right? But in that time, when you're really not sort of doing what you expect to do or what you want to do or you endeavor to do, these uh, thoughts of self-doubt keep coming up, and that time you need to have a support system. Very mm. important. Mm. I completely agree with you and i think uh, one one important fact which which i have also learned in latuis is that once you start a business you start becoming thick skin and you don't actually because lot of times we when we start a business or we start taking things very personally so it's not about you it's it's about the person because he this is he or she is not interested in the product or they are not interested in, in your service or they don't want to listen so you should not take it personally that this is because i am abhishek he is doing it he will do it to anybody it doesn't matter whether you are there or you are not there now abhishek i think you brought up a good point i just add a couple of things here one is look um, it's easier said than done to not take it personally i unfortunately still take it personally mm. but i developed a thick skin to not let it affect me that much mm. that's number one mm. number two is that uh, it also tells you about the person right Right, right. Complete. It is also really important, and you should keep that in the back of your mind. But number three, for me, it keeps me motivated. Mm. Yeah, he did not want my product. Mm. Why did he not want my product? There are two reasons. Either he didn't think my product was good enough, mm. or he's just not, an, or he just doesn't care. Right? He's mm. just that kind of person. Mm. If he's just that kind of person, I can't do anything because he will never consume my product. Right. There is something I can do to make myself better, mm. and I will keep trying. Mm. And I have these sort of. milestones right like he didn't use my product now i did xyz started using my product okay i converted this customer who's the next guy not using my product i converted him so you keep these mental milestones ke if the person is genuinely reaching out to you with a concern like your packaging is not good enough i'm not understanding enough about your brand uh, i don't trust your brand enough then i need to meet these milestones to get him to trust me but if he's just being a person who just wants to spite you then you can't do it there are unfortunately a few people like that but you can't waste your time on that you need to move on to really using genuine customer concerns as motivation so agree i think let let 20 piece person people are not enjoying your product or they not understanding it so okay leave them because you don't want to anyways market to everybody you have that niche market talk to them and focus your energies there i think that's the better way to look both from a business point of view as well as for your own mental peace as well absolutely great so uh, arjun uh, when so a lot of people as as we also when we started this conversation to all the listeners who are listening arjun told about that how in this situation he and his wife are working they are packing things they are uh, uploading on uh, it on on a uh, on all the uh, for logistics reasons as well 
so entrepreneurship is not something which is full of roses and irrespective of so whether you have a company of 5 people the challenges are different when you be, when you become a company of 50 people the challenges are different when you become a company of 500 people the challenges are different so there are always challenges here but arjun what i would like to you to talk about is what are some of the myths which people think about entrepreneurship and you would like to burst them right away ha huh, so i think uh, very very good question uh, look the first myth is it's fun uh, it's exciting uh, and it's easy um, so i think that is something which uh, you know entrepreneurs who who have done it told me it's a roller coaster uh, and i used to keep thinking kya hai yaar roller coaster kya hai my dad asked me when i started the business are you sleeping at night and i said yeah i'm sleeping because i had not really started right Mm. then later you realize kya itna sochna hai itna karna hai mm. every time you're just keeping on thinking or uh, it's truly a roller coaster right and i've written an article um, on on uh, published on linkedin about how this last 3 weeks mm. was the entire entrepreneurial journey ka roller coaster in a week or two weeks right, right? right. lockdown and coronavirus <laughs> so i think the first myth is that um it's easier than it actually is it's the toughest experience of my life mm. i've had the worst days of my life through this uh, but what what you realize eventually it's all worth it mm. when you hit that milestone the amount of success, the satisfaction that you get when you hear customers organically posting about your product mm. that feeling is just unrivaled unparalleled right um, mm. that's one uh, two another myth about entrepreneurship is that it's uh, it's about just like showing that you're working hard right so i see a lot of people who like to post and talk and and just keep sort of making it more about the experience and the real work i think for me what's most important is the real work right don't spend your time building your uh, persona your work culture spend time on your office make a cool office no mm. right three years in we move from 4 to 120 people but for us our office is the same mm. it's not got uh, after we raised 5 million dollars in capital we didn't do an office renovation right so i think that one myth about keeping it really cool and fun and exciting for me mm. not important right the real thing is making the business work and making the profit the rest is all bonus right you can make a cool office you have the wherewithal do it but don't spend your time and energy on that mm. spend your time and energy on your team on mm. your business on your customer i think these are the real two uh, important myths for me mm. that i saw differently when i was not an entrepreneur which now i completely sort of work differently and one more thing is yaar um, like since covid has hit mm. i get invites for like 10 webinars a day mm. on the world after covid 19 right you cannot use somebody else's playbook to determine what you will do I told my team don't join these uh, webinars of the world after covid 19 right join all the webinars where people are trying to upskill you yeah teaching you something you don't know mm. but doing a general analysis of what the world will look like look the government doesn't know whether they're going to continue lockdown or not nobody so knows about it what is prophesize on what's going to happen after right. covid 19 i mean these are right. unprecedented times we've never seen this before mm. we are living a movie ourselves like mm. we sometimes it's surreal when i go to the office and i see the roads absolutely empty mm. and i get stopped by police three times asking where i'm going mm. they're doing their job but for me it's just surreal right. what i was doing every single day for the last 1000 days that journey from office to home mm. is so different it's crazy right right now i think a lot of people are talking about what will happen after this what will happen nobody knows and if if we knew we would not have been in this situation so all those people who are predicting about that this is happen this is going to happen it is going to take an organic course nobody knows what is going to happen so let's not waste our energies there that what is going to happen do your work currently keep your customer satisfied i think that is the biggest thing which you can do right now absolutely totally agree with you great great so uh, interesting conversations happening with arjun guys those who are listening to this podcast and we will be taking lot of lessons i'm trying to extract as many insights as i can from arjun today and moving to my next question arjun is uh, who are some of the people whose work you admire in uh, 
in business domain and uh, why so i'll talk about three different types of people right hmm. uh, i think the first is sort of global icons for me or uh, people who have done some exceptional work and and people who really inspire me um so i think for me that number one person is uh, bill gates hmm. not just because of his work in microsoft but because of the work he's also done after microsoft right so i highly recommend watching the documentary inside bill's brain on netflix right yeah it's amazing so talks about hmm. his work in microsoft is personally but then also what he's doing for the world right and as entrepreneurs while we may be interested in raising capital making money keeping our team satisfied i think eventually it's about really building something of value and impact to consumers right so for me we engage with 5000 consumers a day we deliver them medicine that's 1.5 lakh consumers a month that's 18 lakh consumers here that's 18 lakh lives you're touching hmm. and i think his approach to first building an extremely successful company but then his approach to using that that he has learned to channel it to human good is extremely inspirational for me hmm. um, moving to an india context right um i think sachin is someone who really inspires me he's not from the business world right entrepreneurship is about taking a lot of people along with you hmm sachin growing up for me india was a very different place right hmm. uh, in the 90s and the hopes and dreams of a billion people rest on the shoulders of one man who a lot of times didn't have much support around him right the indian team wasn't as good as it is today in the 90s or mm. uh, some of us may not remembered over too young at that time but we used to lose to pakistan more times mm. <laughs> uh, we used to we didn't have a strong bowling attack now we do but at that time we didn't right. um, so having someone take all this pressure in and deliver day in and day out mm. i mean like for me every time i think of that those two innings against australia and sharja Mm. literally india was down and out and sachin himself single handedly beat down that australian team's exceptional team mm. Mm. um and did it for india's exceptional so i think for for me his uh courage wherewithal uh, and and power to take on the burden of so many people or the hopes and dreams of so many people is extremely inspirational for all entrepreneurs because we take a lot of people along with us right it's our mm-hmm. team it's our customers it's our vendors it's our partners everyone everyone comes along with us mm-hmm. i think dealing with that pressure um sachin's extremely inspirational and then if you come closer to home both my father and grandfather have been extremely inspirational for me my grandfather because of all the things he taught me and because i'm taking forward his legacy right ayurveda um, and, and my father just because um, he's an entrepreneur himself right so nobody can understand you better than an entrepreneur right And so times when I've been down and out, just be there, support system. Hmm. It's it's really important. So does it helps uh, Arjun if you if somebody or from your family is from an entrepreneurship background, uh, not just in terms of uh, understanding, but also somebody whom you can bounce your ideas and he can because he or she has already been there and done that. So maybe yeah. some advices can come. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a very interesting question. Mm. There's no right answer to this question. I think it helps to have someone from your family, mm. uh, but it doesn't need to be someone from your family. Uh, right. I also have a lot of people from outside of my family that I bounce mm. ideas off, right? Mm. So mm. whether it's people in our investors team, whether it's extremely successful founders, like for example, uh, I I'm extremely inspired by Amrish Murthy of mm. Fry. Uh, mm. I had the good fortune of spending some time with him in my private equity days. Whenever I just think there's an interesting idea I bounce it off him and get his thoughts you know so uh you need to have those people who who you can bounce ideas off whether it's friends who may be entrepreneurs who may not be entrepreneurs just people whose advice you respect right right uh, we were uh, making a drinking game hmm. or live it up hmm. uh, to hand out or give to thousands of people hmm. uh, for the festive season as a promotional activity hmm. i have a friend who's really good at games Hmm. He's from the jewelry industry. He's in his family business, but he's really good at games. Right. Uh, and so, I actually spend a lot of time with him on his view on this game, hmm. and okay. he helped us a lot to hmm. make this game. You know, so doesn't mean he has to be an entrepreneur or from your industry or from your family. Hmm. But I bounced the idea of him, and he helped us a lot through this process. Hmm. So it, it's not that you have to be connected only with with your set of 
people from your own fraternity because everybody's entrepreneur but i think any i mean any obviously any consumer anybody who's consuming your product or can be a potential consumer can also give you ideas here absolutely great great uh, so arjun talking about uh, my next question is uh, uh, which is your favorite book on entrepreneurship which you would like to so so this podcast is also heard by lot of students lot of working professionals who want to get into entrepreneurship so any books which you would like to recommend them yeah so i think there's two books for me uh, that i highly highly recommend uh, the first is a newer book uh, called the big billion startup by mihir dalal it's the untold flipkart story mm-hmm. uh, so i think that book for me is a really interesting story because it talks for me about the genesis of e-commerce in india the way it sort of went through its many iterations flipkart is a company that went through a real roller coaster ups downs sachin bansal bini bansal through this process to eventually the big exit right that they got the 16 billion dollar exit to walmart so i think just tracing that journey uh, and where it went in and out up and down um, i really really enjoyed that book uh, and then there's another book called from 0 to 1 Mm, Peter uh, Thiel talks about yeah Peter Thiel mm, which talks about the binary concept of entrepreneurship yes uh, and i think sometimes uh, those thoughts to me keep coming back mm. um, so i think these two books are really interesting great great so uh, arjun since you spoke about ups and downs through uh, journey and it is not about your journey it's, it's about any entrepreneur who starts whether it's it's a big business whether it's a small business everybody goes through that roller coaster but uh, don't you think this entrepreneurship also has some demerits like stress depression you self doubt so how do you overcome that and i i know that this is a part of the process but what are your tips which you would like to give us to our listeners is is how to deal with these demerits as well yeah so i think it's it it uh, it's not talked about enough Hmm. Uh, but definitely stress depression anxiety or uh, feeling of burnout being overworked or uh, stuff hmm. i'm not going to lie i i have gone through this hmm. um, myself over the last 3 years hmm. uh, what's also really um sort of different is you really change as a person right so uh, prior to being an entrepreneur i was extremely um outgoing i love to travel um i i really love to sort of discover different parts of the world hmm. the last 3 years i've not enjoyed a holiday that's more than 4 days <laughs> agree uh, and those 4 days have to include saturday and sunday hmm. i don't enjoy it so i've been totally not thinking about the work so it doesn't matter yeah. you're on vacation is the round of capital and a week later i went for a holiday with my family for 9 days hmm. uh, to france and and the uk actually i i, I was fortunate enough to watch the india pakistan world cup game live Hmm. Enjoyed the two weekends of that holiday. Hmm. The five days that were work, uh, my team remembers also very clearly uh, that we would work. We would be in France and be on India time. My wife and I. Hmm. Uh, so wake up at seven o'clock because office started at like ten thirty, eleven types, um, and then work all night and that kind of stuff. So I think um, way to deal with it is uh, one grit, resilience, and a thick skin. Second is have a really good team. You know because in those tough times. and i talk about covid um specifically mm. i've not felt that uh i was scared to ask my team to come to the office with me to pack orders mm. uh, there are there are some people who may feel that no it's unsafe maybe the team will say no every single person we asked unless mm. their area was sealed and we asked people who only live in a 2 to 3 km radius of the office all just said yes um and that is really a bonus that you have right in these difficult times and you will face every entrepreneur will face difficult times right of different scale mm. but you have a strong team who really believes in the company the products loves the growth celebrates the successes mm. i've had people in our team who've seen us at two orders a day one order a day 30 orders a day 50 orders a day now seeing 3500 orders a day they've been part of the struggle mm. and they continue to push hard in that struggle to get things done right so um people coming to work with us through the lockdown to dispatch consumer orders people working round the clock at home mm. uh, the operations team working till 5 am the day before lockdown to ensure that 
all orders that could have been dispatched before the lockdown were dispatched mm. uh, our factory team working extensively with the local government to get permission to reopen the factory people coming to the factory walking to the factory because mm. rickshaws aren't available now um, this is real resilience which one person cannot do mm. they can never be a one person company or a two person company mm. understood understood so uh, arjun uh, since we are talking about all the demerits and uh, things which happen which people don't talk about uh, entrepreneurship what are some of the qualities which which you would suggest that any entrepreneur should possess or even if he doesn't possess with time he should definitely acquire those qualities yeah i'll talk about three things right i've talked about grit and self resilience and uh, thick skin enough so i'm not going to talk about that anymore hmm one is that constant ambition like we are never happy hmm <laughs> talk to me and and talk to anyone in my team hmm they'll see that i'm never happy it's not that i'm not happy hmm but it's that want to do more hmm and that never stops right so today people think i'm crazy going to the office to dispatch orders but i want to do it for my consumers hmm it's bigger than me this crisis bigger than my company it's bigger than my family it's bigger than us so that want to do more constantly to achieve more if you've done one can i do five if i've done five can i do 10 if i'm at 10 which i never dreamed i would be 3 months ago can i go to 20 mm. that's really 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 important mm. the other thing is uh, to be self critical as well right like mm. as an entrepreneur when you are sort of not doing well everyone thinks they are your advisor and tells you you're wrong mm. you start being reasonably okay Mm. Uh, all those people who are doubted you then tell you you are great right you are not great mm. right you are not the biggest company in the world you are not the biggest company in the country you are not the biggest company in the industry you are not the biggest company in the city so saying i went wrong in xyz places mm. on a daily basis where i could have improved whether it's negotiating a contract whether it's uh, doing this podcast could i have been better at this podcast whether it's writing an email whether it's building a relationship with a platform whether it's a strategy Mm. telling yourself that you weren't good mm. or you weren't good enough is extremely important mm. um, because amidst all the praise and the success you should definitely say hey uh, i was not sort of good enough here and the other thing which is extremely important is to take people with you right mm. um, build enough uh, ambition drive and passion in your team so that they love it as much as you do uh, and accept that people are better than you at certain things mm. right so on tech if our head of tech says hey no we can't do this um i'll ask six questions but at the end we says we can't do it we can't do it because that's his job and he's an expert there mm. or in customer service if i believe xyz should be done to a customer but the person answering 150 calls on a, on a daily basis says no this is the way to be doing it because of xyz reasons accept it mm. and not in charge of operations for our organization uh i'm the ceo of the company but my wife is the ceo and anything that's operational mm. i don't even look at it right if you want me to comment on strategy i will mm. it's day to day operations it's day to day dispatches day to day customer service management i'm not the expert here she is so if someone asks me a question i don't even answer if i don't have to answer mm. Mm. and that's really important because entrepreneurs struggle to let go yeah yeah Completely. you want to be involved in every single thing mm-hmm. want to answer every single email you want to edit every single part of content mm-hmm. when the company is really small you can do it yeah as you grow you think you can do it, but you can't and you're doing it you're doing it 5 on 10 because you're doing another 10 things at the same time yeah. agree i think there's a very uh, so i'm reading this book by uh, ray dalio called principles and he talks about the same thing is that you cannot control everything in your organization as you start growing and it is more important that there are always because as an entrepreneur you think that i am the best person to do this but you have to figure out that there are people who are better than doing something than you and you have to let it go let them lead these things otherwise you will go crazy yeah and i think the other thing is even if you are the best person to do it right hmm. there are only 12 hours in a working day or a maximum of 14 if you really stretch yourself right if you do everything in those 14 hours you can't So mm. let's say you would do something at ten on ten, and you mm. have someone in your team doing it at seven or eight on ten. Mm. Train them to be your ten on ten, or accept the eight on ten for now. <laughs> Because if you have to do the ten on ten, you're doing it at three in the morning. Mm. You're not sleeping. You're not thinking clear the next day. You're not caring about your health. Right. And eventually, 
it, it just leads to you being unproductive or underproductive right 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 completely agree agree with this point so interesting conversations happening with arjun guys and we are talking about some deep and i think one point which nobody else has mentioned on this podcast is talking about how depression and how stressful can your life be for an entrepreneur and how to how do you cope up so arjun how do you cope up with with all this anxiety and stress i think now i've gotten used to it to be honest earlier it was sort of a new and and difficult to deal with etc but now you've seen in 3 years hmm. uh, 3 years and a few months you've seen enough ups and downs to now just uh understand what the feeling will be and understand what you need to do to get out of it hmm had some really tough times um some great times but i think now it's it's part of the journey part of the cycle like when i'm on a call trying to sell my business hmm a factory calls me four times hmm i know there's something wrong hmm only i would cut that call get on call my factory never call the person back now i'm like okay hmm fine there is a crisis in the factory Mm. I'm on this call. Let me finish this call and then deal with the crisis because I'm used to the crisis happening. Mm. Mm. I think that that that's really important. This uh, don't think the world's coming to an end every day because otherwise you'll you'll literally <laughs> think the world's coming to an end right. for 200 out of 365 days. Right, right. No, I completely agree. So Arjun, uh, as we move to the end of this podcast, I have uh, two hypothetical questions for you. Question number one is: If I give you a time machine. and if you could go back in time and uh, change something whether it is in your career whether it is in your personal life what would be those changes and second question is in the same time machine if you can go 10 years ahead uh, where do you see yourself as an entrepreneur as a person and where do you see dr vedyas as a company okay so i think going back in time what would i change i i, I actually don't think i would really change anything to be honest or uh, maybe i'd change one thing which is uh learning more from my grandfather while he was alive uh, or having him spend one more year with me while i was running this business because unfortunately i didn't get my grandfather at any time hmm. in this business it's his hmm. legacy but i don't have him around hmm. that's one thing i would change uh, hmm. if i could learn more from him absorb hmm. more from him or have him with me hmm. because after he passed i started this hmm. uh, uh, journey so i think that would be extremely helpful for us all uh, hmm. company uh, and and in general a lot more people who are affected by this company so that that's what um, right i would change uh, other than that i'm really thankful for all the experiences i've had good and bad because they've taught me a lot right hmm. um, success doesn't teach anyone anything to be honest it's just it's just great to have failures when you really learn um, right it seems preachy and uh seems like something very cliched but it's true hmm. if i look going forward um what would what would i change where would i be i don't think i would change much i'm really loving what i do hmm uh i think I, in 10 years i would love to be 100x of what we are today in terms of size number of people number of lives we are affecting uh but i wouldn't want to change anything in, in what i do i i want to go to work every single day Hmm. Um, you saw when we sort of started this call you on video i'm still wearing my doctor wedders t-shirt even if i'm sitting at home hmm. um, i wear my doctor wedders t-shirt or shirt every single day to work hmm. and i i won't change that i love what i do hmm. um if you're an entrepreneur and you don't think that work is exciting or you don't love what you do stop doing it because it's a really tough journey uh, hmm. and being half in is not worth it hmm. Hmm. so arjun since we also spoke about you spoke about that you wear this t-shirt and shirt to your office every day uh, i also wanted to understand from you is how important is is building a culture in your organization that is one and some tips which you would like to give to our listeners about creating a culture of ownership creating a culture where everybody is focused on the same goal so so i think um, i'll answer the second question first it's impo- extremely important to build a culture but there are no tips i can give into what a good culture is to build mm. uh, because a culture is built based on sort of the founders and the early team in the organization mm. and that culture then percolates through through the way the organization grows i think what's extremely important is to not change that culture or the core principles right mm. um, so dr vedyas is set on seven philosophies mm. um I'll talk about some of them, right? Mm. Hard work is our strength. 
दिस इज समथिंग विच इज क्रिटिकल एंड सर इन एवरी इंटरव्यू इफ यू आर नॉट हियर टू वर्क हार्ड यू विल लीव दिस कंपनी बिकॉज द कल्चर हियर इज टू वर्क रियली हार्ड एंड कल्चर इन द कंपनी टू टू पीपल्स वर्क फॉर इच पर्सन राइट सो हार्ड वर्क इज आर स्ट्रेंथ हंड्रेड परसेंट एंड नथिंग लेस not acceptable to offer or to give something at 70% even email goes from you to mm. anybody in the organization and it's not a 100 or 110% it's not worth it mm. take it back redo it and come back mm. Mm. customer are reason for being mm. extremely important for us mm. humbleness or equity just because you've grown doesn't mean you have some attitude right in the org right so these are some aspects of our culture and whatever happens in our company even if we become the biggest company in the world humbleness is not going to go away so staying true to those core philosophies and whatever they are right we have our seven core philosophies other companies may have their own sort of different philosophies staying true to that philosophy is extremely important right? and and you can't change that hmm hmm, hmm. great arjun uh, thanks a lot for coming on this podcast and uh, anything which you would like to Talk to our listeners. You would like to tell them about which I might have forgotten to ask you, or you would like to give some advice to them. Yeah, so two things. I think um, one is uh, you know these are extremely difficult times. All of us are sort of um, stuck at home in lockdown. Uh, I think at this time um, it's very difficult to see the light at the end of the tunnel or the silver lining on the clouds. Uh, but we're never going to get this time back. so my advice to everyone in my organization and everyone i speak to is use this time productively mm. learn something you couldn't do before mm. work on projects in your organization that were on the back burner because you just didn't have time with the daily ops mm. so that you can come out stronger through this process if you want to learn spanish for the last 5 years go ahead download duolingo and do spanish classes every day mm. Um, mm. a lot of e learning platforms are offering things for free look out for those things mm. get into your routine and don't waste the day and i think for for um just one last thing you know if you're interested in ayurveda if you're interested in learning more um, we're on www.drvedas.com we have a bunch of content uh, available on ayurveda available on building immunity and dealing with this crisis so mm-hmm. check us out great great thanks a lot arjun for coming on this podcast and if our listeners would like to get in touch with you how can they contact you yeah so go on our website um, uh, you can contact us there I'm also available on Instagram at AB Vedya and on LinkedIn at Arjun Vedya. So just reach out to me, and I'm happy to chat. Great, great. Thanks a lot, Arjun. Thank you once again for giving your time and telling our listeners the, your story and how to become a better entrepreneur here. Thanks, so Abhishek. Abhishek. This is Abhishek signing out from Digital Micropreneur, and I'll see you guys in the next podcast very soon. Thank you. Ajay, I'm stopping the recording now. Okay.